Super Senpai Podcast. Welcome to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a monthly, episodic, tokusatsu-related podcast where we're hecka excited about mecha. I'm Pat. And I'm Grant, and we are back once again to start talking about Ultraman Mabius and all things tokusatsu. So uh, we'll be reviewing episodes 39 and 40 tonight of Ultraman Mabius and just talk on our usual uh, fights and tights and all that fun. So, so Pat, how you been, buddy? Uh, good. Uh, this is oh my god. It's we we've been on break unintentionally. I think we've just been yeah. very busy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those good breaks, right? We've both been yeah busy with positive yeah. things, but it has mm-hmm. been it's been a little while since we've watched our good Mabius children. <laughs> yes, and what a what a what an episode! What an episode to have watched before this one. Oh my yeah. goodness! Uh, <laughs> kind of a very special episode, but in like the best in the best kind of way. Yeah, I, 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 I had to DM as soon as I finished it. I was like, "Have you watched it yet?" Because oh my god, <laughs> it was incredible! In what an episode to come back to after the break. I, mm-hmm. Just the most maybe perhaps of all that any episode could be. <laughs> yeah, the um, and then and you know sometimes I worry in this kind of a show when like the the on the ground plot is so it's so um, not thick is the wrong word here. Um, it is so focused on that when it switches to like the giant, like the tokusatsu giant fight mm-hmm. that it, sometimes, sometimes it can feel kind of superfluous. Uh, mm-hmm. this time it did not because they, the lesson <laughs> that they learned, uh, <laughs> actually applied to the battles. Uh, <laughs> do we want to just get into the summary of it? I feel like we're, we're primed to just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump right in. Let's, let's, let's talk to people through. Episode thirty nine of Ultraman Mavius, which is okay. <laughs> incredible. <laughs> yeah, let, well, just as a quick summary, so so basically, um, uh, the episode centers around one of the cooks, um, at Guy's HQ. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a mom of ah, oh, jeez, I should have counted a mom of many children. Uh, five. Who is, it feels like it feels like five, but it looks like more. <laughs> um, but uh, she's like basically super mom, like she does it all. Right. She makes sure everybody, uh, everybody's fed, everybody's taken care of, and even even at Guy's HQ, she's like, <laughs> she makes sure that everybody eats, uh, cleans their plate, and mm-hmm. even mom even at gets home on and super mom at work too, right? Yeah. everybody's yeah. taken care of. Yeah, uh, even getting on like Tepe's case about uh, making sure he's he eats all his tomatoes, but. <laughs> We'll get into the bit the specifics of it. So, but but basically, what ends up happening is on on her way home from work, she almost gets isekai'd. Uh, she saves a kid. <laughs> I <thought> that too. <laughs> she saves like... a kid. <laughs> she saves a kid from truck coon. Uh, and <laughs> truck coon. Uh, that truck of... body count. I bet. I bet it's like a fighter pilot, right? Where they have like the kill marks oh, on the side. No. It's probably got like isekai stamps all along the side. <laughs> yeah. How many heroes? Heroes are made. Him? Heroes. <laughs> How many sages have I sent to another world? Oh, 
But Truckoon shows up. Yeah, Truckoon shows up. But instead of being whisked away to another world, an alien shows up uh, while she's... Well, after we're, it's revealed that she has passed away in the mm-hmm. hospital, um, an alien calls to her and, and lets her know that he was impressed by her and, and gives her an opportunity to see her kids again. By But um, in exchange, he has to like possess her, which is not devious at all. No, there's no, no reason to be suspicious. No. Uh, so... She says yes because she wants to see her kids again, and so she is brought back to life. But then something weird is happening. When whenever she cooks, there's no there's no flavor to it. Uh, there's no salt for some reason. And mm-hmm. even though she is present, it seems like she is like mostly in charge. A couple of moments where she's not. Uh, she I think she received some kind of a weapon, or the, uh, she mm-hmm. gets up in the middle of the night to receive some kind of weapon. And uh, is only sort of stopped when her kid wakes up and asks her to, um, I think she needs help with the bathroom or something. Yeah, she's going to so, be And I think, or in the end, she she realizes that this alien is doing some weird stuff or trying to, is planning something devious. Uh, mm-hmm. So she demands or refuses to, to cooperate. And I think is, uh, she just, she accepts that she's going to die where she is, but it's a trick and the alien ends up taking over completely while inside guys HQ goes to the basement and starts like destroying stuff right as our crew shows up to stop her stop the alien it's a little too late it's already summoned a bunch of things and even though they stop the portal the alien and the crew start wrecking up the place and but is ultimately overpowered by the <laughs> that's the it's a power of friendship thing but power of mom which is obviously much more power much more powerful right uh and she just the mom like takes over the alien body and like beats up a bunch of the aliens but before she can stop them all they kind of goo up and group up together and we go we go into the giant fight and then during the giant fight they realize oh the reason there was no salt in any of the food is because these things are weak to salt they're like space slugs or something. Yeah, they're space slugs. And so they, they hit them with a specific missile that freezes them up and then maybe it finishes it off. And mm-hmm. uh, at the at the end, we get a nice little bit where the mom uh, still has alien power. So she like is doing all her mom tasks in a super way, even mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> if it even prevents prevents Truckoon from claiming somebody else. <laughs> not today, Truckoon. No, not today. <laughs> And she tells the audience, the audience, uh-huh. you also need to watch out for cars, right? Yep. Like, as yeah. a reminder. Anti-Truckoon PSA. Uh, and we get the fantastic um, Ultraman classic pose yeah. as she flies into the air. Just fantastic. What a what a wonderful episode. So good. Uh, what a ride, though. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. Opening, I... with, opening with that, I was like, why did you recommend this? And I was like, oh, never mind. It gets... <laughs> it's really good, actually. There's so much going on here that's very... Um... There's a lot of emotional texture to it, but there's also, I really just like the core conceit of the episode, which is basically a perversion of the Ultraman origin story, right? Like it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah, the, sure. the, the hero, the hero is injured yeah. and an interdimensional being is impressed and offers them, you know, well, I'll bring you back to life if, if you'll allow me to share your body with you, right? She's basically being offered ultra powers through another context, but you know, it's obviously being twisted for other means, which is what gives it that darker, kind of more evil edge. So it's playing in that trope space, which I think is just kind of a fun and interesting idea, right? Like, oh, well, yeah, like if a good being can do it, a bad being could too. 
right? They can yeah. take advantage of that situation. Yeah, I was like, I don't know alien serpent, but serpents are typically not like a nice thing, like presented yeah. <laughs> as like a nice thing. So no disrespect to snakes, but <laughs> it's kind yeah. of a thing, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. But I, I think the other element, like at first, I was like, "Ooh, this is getting pretty grim," and I even even as she got powers back, you know, mm-hmm. I I kind of thought there was going to be a tragic ending to this, right? Like at some point she was going to have to oh go just leave yeah, because of it, right? Or like mm-hmm. you know I can't stay in this body, I'm going to have to separate, right? Or, or really pass on or something like that. Like I really thought that was where it was going in the end because it seems like I guess my understanding of how it usually works, right? Or at least like in the this kind of the symbiosis is in some way necessary to keep the host alive but not only was it not a tragic ending but she got superpowers for a little while after for a little while yeah yeah little residual superpower effect okay cool yeah that's great actually (laughs) but i I thought it was going to take a slightly darker turn i'm glad it didn't yeah definitely yeah i mean it felt like to me the tone of it would be huge tonal whiplash if she just had to say goodbye at the end of all of that like yeah, for sure. Just... They just—they already said goodbye to her once, and yeah. and you know, I guess I was—I was thinking about you know maybe this is origin story, which was so tragic and so heart wrenching. I was like, are we playing this out like in miniature here? Like, are we also going to have kind of a a sad feelings ending here? Mm. Um, but thankfully, we did not. So yeah, I'm, I mean, Ultraman is such a is a didactic show, mm-hmm. so it would be. I feel like it, that would only happen if there was a lesson to be learned. Mm. And I don't think there was a lesson. It was just something that happened, unless the lesson is grief. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sure, sure. I just, right? I thought maybe it, it, it would it would be within keeping, I think, in a kid's show to have a, uh, to at least have an opportunity, oh, this tragic event happened, you know, the mom was away, and even though she would have to go again, have at least one last touching moment where she could talk to the family and truly say goodbye in yeah. a way that you don't often get in real life. You know, some mm-hmm. closure. So I thought that was going to be kind of the bittersweet ending. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm very happy to report Supermom is still with us. <laughs> <laughs> a second Supermom death is a second Trakunas <laughs> <laughs> waiting in the wings for season two. Uh, uh, I guess the other thing that I thought was interesting is just like we're so late into Mabius, you know, this is the section where, you know, typically the the plot is happening, right? The big events are happening, we're moving towards big conclusions, and to kind of have this little I guess side story was kind of a neat and fun surprise, I guess, about any of the main crew. Not really. Mm-hmm. It's true. Except for Tepe and his distaste yeah, distaste <laughs> for tomatoes. Yeah, which do not agree with Tepe, man. Come on. Tomatoes are great. There's never too many tomatoes. What, what's he thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what an interesting little episode. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It is a nice way to sort of get back to it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is an episode that I would be happy to show someone who's never seen any Ultraman. Like, I this, this is... It's a nice... I don't know if promo is the right word, but it's just like a nice little... Here's what it could be about you have somebody who's committed to watching a single episode of Ultraman. I feel like this is the, this is one of them. I could, um, and this might just be kind of because of, uh, what having, having watched a bunch of ultra Q recently. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
like it's just you know weird little mysteries that are that your uh, her- your heroes are um, sort of getting tangled in. Mm-hmm. And this is something that just happened. It's not really part of like a bigger thing. It's but it is like fun and it's interesting. Yeah, it's a good microcosm, right? Like it's a fantastical story with science fiction elements, and but at the same time, it's a very relatable human story, right? It's just about you know, the things that we do for each other and loss and noticing little changes little 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 tiny mysteries and then at the same time because it's playing with its own core tropes like you know it's a very self it lets you know that like the creators are self-aware they they know what they're doing here like they know what they're writing it's not like the show is because some people will look at these sort of you know the silliness or the sort of exaggerated elements and be like oh this is too ridiculous for me but like you know everybody's in on it we, we know what we're doing here but that doesn't make it any less enjoyable or poignant or anything like that just because it has some tropey elements and like you were saying earlier just because there's a giant monster fight at the end it's not for no reason and it's not disconnected and mm-hmm. in fact it's a really delightful part of this episode <laughs> yeah honestly if only they could work tomatoes into its weakness <laughs> i really thought they would be like big bouncing tomatoes or actual slug forms like i kind of expected like an ultra slug at the end of this episode but we we didn't get it they're just kind of the caprice alien... monsters alien serpent <laughs> caprice monsters ugh. Alien serpent's actually pretty cool looking too. It reminds me a bit of the the Orphanoc designs from uh, Common Rider Fies. I don't know if you've seen those. I've not seen Fies, so I'm not sure what you're referring to. Oh, okay. but I believe a, you. Yeah, you, you'll I believe have to it face value. Well, I mean, I'm I'm ready to watch the next one if you are. Like, yeah, absolutely. That was a, a great episode. I'm definitely down to watch some more. Always ready for more Ultra. この番組はTokyoKikuriGroupPRTとTheComicFindとご覧のスポンサーの提供でお送りします。And we're back. Uh, we just got done watching episode 40 of Ultraman Movies. Uh, another solid one. Yeah. Definitely a little more serious than the previous one. Yeah, some heavy, heavy stuff in that one. Yeah, a uh, nice little blend of, actually quite a bit of horror in there too. Like there's a nice, nice little scene. But uh, let, let's let's go over it. Let's go over the what happened, then we can talk about it. So basically, a giant tree alien plants itself in the forest, spawns a bunch of plant peoples, and then these people go out, I guess, like collecting humans to either to understand or as a way to like take over the planet. And they would just kidnap them on the street, I think, if they were alone, walking around in uh, very, very uh, easy-to-spot white robes. Meanwhile, Mavius spots a person, a girl being bullied by a group of girls who claim to be her friends. Uh, Tries to interfere, tries to get her to stand up for herself, but I I think she doesn't understand. She's not really ready for that kind of uh, confrontation. (laughs) They call him a creep and uh, run off and... Later on, he encounters her, and she apologizes, uh, but um, after, shortly after the encounter, he see, he spots somebody that's about to be kidnapped uh, by a plant person. The plant person gets injured during the fight, but Mirai gets smoked, <laughs> just get gassed with some spores that knocks him out pretty much instantly. And later, uh, and while this is happening, the, the girl encounters the injured, or after, while he's recovering... The girl encounters the injured plant person, um, helps it, helps him get back to its feet, 
and it leaves. <laughs> the plant person leaves, uh, and then, uh, but before, <laughs> and the next day, she encounters the plant person again. After I guess realizing or recognizing that her friends are, are bullying her, or you know they don't really care about her, they just are using her for her parents' money. And the uh, the plant person sort of is like, "Hey, don't you know you don't want to feel lonely anymore? You should come and." Humans feel sad, but you don't need to feel sad if you're always connected. Come and check this out. Always a good thing. Definitely not like a cult thing to say. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Guy in the white robes wandering around by himself. Definitely a straight shooter. Definitely not leading. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, no, not never. Why would that? Why would you think that? Sorry, I'm stereotyping a little bit. He leads her to the forest, shows her other people that have been, I guess, like connected to the tree. Mm-hmm. And they basically don't experience any kind of sadness and sort of are truly connected, according to the plant man. But before she can join them or sort of get connected, Mirai shows up and they have an encounter. The plant, the plant man, oh, uh, the girl, I think, runs off when he, when something, Mirai says something about, like, something about like, not even being able to feel loneliness or sadness, which is enough to sort of scare her away or get her to, to bolt. Uh, then the plant guy connects to a tree and then activates the, the big one, horrible form, and we get the nice Ultraman fight. Wonderful, wonderful effects on this one. The the slicing was very good. After it's defeated, they release, uh, yeah, they chop it down pretty much. It's not really like a serious like struggle. Afterwards, the people that were connected actually get kind of mad at, at uh, Team Guys for, for releasing them because they, they didn't, I guess they were happy there, or they think that they were happy there, not having to feel anything. But the girl says something about that it is important to feel loneliness and sadness, that it's just part of being human, that sort of wins them over, and Mirai understands this moment of humanity. The, the lows are there as well as the highs and it doesn't really mean much i guess if you don't have both and the episode ends there so it's it's a nice little another one-off it's not really like connected to like an overarching plot or anything but it is sort of i I bet i do feel like this is leading to something about what it means to be human which is Mm. still kind of up in the air because mirai's form is a form it's an imitation right it's not like a typical Mm -hmm. ultraman thing where he actually is like Unless that's something we have to think about, but it's not it's not one where he is borrowing somebody's body or has hijacked it. He's just sort of imitating the original, correct? Right, yeah, right. He he is still learning to be human, ultimately. Yeah, right. And it is interesting, like you're saying, it's another one-off here, pretty late in the series, but unlike the last episode, which is a little more maybe after-school special, just like, hey, you know, moms really are super, and don't cross the street, kids, you know? Yeah, always look both ways. Uh, this yeah. is a little more a little more character development while still being a side story, you know, with Mirai often quite literally in the shot looking on, wondering, you know, saying things like, oh, so this is what it means to be human, right? So so still trying to take in and understand kind of the emotional context of, of what it means to be these people, right? These these little folks. Yeah. Um, what an interesting episode. So uh, there, there's a couple dimensions to this. So first off, let, let's talk about our, our big, our tree monster, right? How do we sure. how do we feel about this this uh, this ultra kaiju? Generally, I like when they stray or, or sort of push away from like a, a humanoid shape. Mm-hmm. Like there's sort of the general bipedal aspects to it, but we got kind of that like Godzilla monster 
general shape mm. and i sort of understand why they did it but like not really no i don't know I, I guess it is kind of cool too i was just kind of like complaining about it while we were watching the uh the groin area of the monsters <laughs> where it spawns the plant people and it's just it's a little distracting to be honest like it's a the tree the forest groin is a lot uh, i i agree <laughs> yeah uh, i think you were calling them sh- you were calling them shrubs which is horrible but yeah appropriate <laughs> But like you're saying, yeah, this feels like a Godzilla design. It looks, it reminds me very much of Biollante, mm-hmm. uh, who was another flowery, tree, viney kind of Godzilla kaiju beast, and obviously in the Biollante movie. Although Biollante was a little more flower themed, this obviously had the big, or were those tulips? Is that what those were? Dandelions? I don't know. The big, the big white petals. It, it, those were like a, a visual motif, but I don't really know if that was core. To, the theme was really more like connectedness, vines, roots, mm-hmm. right? Just more like plant life connectedness which biolante didn't really have that dimension but the general silhouette of the big you know like the upper body being kind of a humanoid form but then the lower body just being sort of like vaguely big root network and and troops and stuff mm-hmm. um that's pretty biolante ish but still a cool design and a little bit brighter with the colors like lighter brown really really bright green um and those little what would you call those little things on its i don't want to say mouth it's like little wiggly appendages or something. Uh, like, like tendrils, I guess. Yeah, I get. I guess tendrils, right? They're kind of Zoidbergy mouth tendrils, right, <laughs> on the face. I like those. Those were a fun little detail. I thought. Yeah. No, it's great. A- anything, anything to sort of, like I said, anything to sort of push it away from the typically bipedal alien look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not just another big alien guy that that maybe it has to punch, right? It's something right. different. Yeah. And then a big nice detail on this one that I really liked was when uh, maybe a sliced it, we got to see the, the cross section of the roots. Yeah, um, that was which really good just, stuff. Just good, just really, just fantastic. <laughs> and also learned that maybe this is great for uh, would you say trunk removal? Yes, um, <laughs> stump removal. Yeah, because he burned up the stump at the end. <laughs> mm-hmm. He didn't just stop there. In the moment, I was gonna say it, it felt a little overkill, but I was like, no, you. You really got to get to the root of these problems. And... I see what you did there. <laughs> Please don't soil the podcast with such puns. <laughs> what are you gonna? You gonna leaf? <laughs> I might branch out and do something else. Yeah, I might. <laughs> Not on a limb, you know. Um, <laughs> no, um, <laughs> that was all cover, forest cover for these puns. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I thought it was a, a good, like you're saying, it was a, a kind of a short fight. But yeah. the detail on the separation was really good. We don't yeah. really get to see, I guess you'd call it a cross-section, even briefly, of a monster suit. That's a pretty rare, rare get. Yeah. And the we talked about a little bit the, the smoke thing. Like, the suit could dispense smoke from the, I guess, forehead kind of region, like the pollen. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. a really good yeah. effect. I mean, because it's, I guess, functionally, it's just a monster beam in many ways, right? It's just something it shoots, but... Because it's real smoke, it just it just looks and feels so much better than you know a laser beam or, or something like that. Yeah, for sure. And we know that it's a threat because it worked on his human form. I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's basically the same attack, but we know it affects him at any scale basically because it already they already did it before. Right. Although that does bring up so the, the pollen has I thought it was interesting the the pollen dimension of this episode sol, sol, soliturin I think is what it was called I thought it was really cool how Tepe 
figured out oh it has like a unique electromagnetic si signal so we can trace it like that, i thought that was a fun solution oh that's right yeah uh -huh. <laughs> there was the funny thing and i don't know if this is just a subtitling thing or yeah. if I, we're missing some context or something but when they're yeah. looking at the radar and they're and, and one of the other guys members notices hey what is this dot on the radar and tepe's like a ghost <laughs> he says it pretty confidently too yeah which we were like does this thing also pick up ghosts? Because yeah. I didn't know it could do that. <laughs> I just Is that a feature? I don't... <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. I mean, I guess it makes sense. It's like, you know, in, in a lot of ghost paranormal investigator media, they have some kind of like ecto detector thing or whatever. Or the, you know, the, the, the people who go to supposedly like haunted places, they have some kind of detector that'll like, it pings or something. But I don't know why it's like the idea of we designed this machine that detects outer space plant aliens and possibly ghosts. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why that got me so bad. It was it's great. It was really good. <gasps> but it was fun. It was a fun solution, I thought. Yeah. Oh, the horror aspect. We talked a little bit about this one. Yes. Yes, yes. Um yeah, so it's uh, in one of the scenes or it went once the Nauko is lured into the forest by one of the plantmen. Uh, <laughs> he, he shows off the humans that he's collected. We get to see what the, what it looks like to the to the outsiders that what the humans look like in the state, and it looks it's pretty scary. Like honestly, like um, yeah. you know, we're, we're we're joking that they they're wearing funny banana hats, but that is uh, hooked into their brains. Not a fan. Not a fan of that. But a. I mean, it's happening in real life, but in as a horror feature, it's great. And when the plantman gets mad, he starts talking to the girl and, and also Mirai through all of the people. So we get that nice, like, oh, this voice that's not coming from this body is talking. I don't know. It's, it's a nice little bit. And for, what did we say it for a, a kid show? Yeah. Nice and nicely upsetting, firmly in the realm of... And, you know, a good use of horror that's not in a... I, I don't want to call these cheap forms of horror because horror comes in many flavors, just like any other kind of tone you want to go for. But no. the usual sort of horror that I don't find too, typically compelling would be like either just overt gore, which obviously we're not going to get, or yeah. just jump scares, right? Mm -hmm. This is a much more existential kind of horror with all of them being what is, I mean, they're clearly in like comically green, like we were joking, it looks like bananas, right? Like comical <laughs> levels of, of sort of uh, set props, but all the actors and actresses in the scene are doing such a good job oh, yeah. of, of seeming like they're under this spell. And then you've got the voiceover all being the same from all of them. And then I think that added extra kicker of horror at the end where they were like upset that they had been disconnected because they were experiencing something that they really hadn't before, right? An end to loneliness. And that despite the horror of it, there is an appeal to that, right? And maybe that's, that's the most horrifying thing of all, right? Like could... If you were in some situation where you could end all loneliness forever and be fully connected to people in a way that is basically impossible, you know, would you want that? Would you want to? Would you be able to walk away from that if you weren't forced? Like that—that's the kind of a question you have to wrestle with, even for a second. And like, that's really good horror. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially for a twenty-minute toy commercial, right? Like... <laughs> yeah. Um, I think another thought about that was—it's it, so heady to have these people be upset after you've, you've rescued them in a, in a children's mm -hmm. show. Like, usually, like, oh, thank goodness you've done it. 
But it was like, yeah, th- but this is also the type of show that's going to have to add the, like, hammer it in. Like, no, this is definitely a good thing. Even though mm-hmm. even though life is suffering, it's better than being in this, like, fantasy where... Well, we also don't know what they were going to do with all the people when they were hooked up. Like, are they draining sure. them? Replacing them? What was... What's, I don't know. Humans are kind of bad anyway, so maybe it's fine. <laughs> maybe I'm with the plant men on this one. Because <laughs> we, <were, laughs> we were joking. We were joking that, like... Remember, it was like... Oh, they're gonna take over the planet. They're gonna become a make it a big tree. Good luck. Good. Uh, you know what? Go for it. Yeah. Honestly, I for one welcome our new leafy overlords. Yeah, the trees. <laughs> the trees want it. You know what? Maybe we let the trees have it. Like, you know what though? I think I think it's all fun in games if it's just like you and your friends or interesting new people. But like that one person you hate gets added to the hive mind, and you're like, I hate this. I cannot escape. <laughs> Now. He's just always there. Oh my god! god. <laughs> yeah, actually, that would have been that would have been so that uh, if they had like another five minutes, he could have had those girls be added, and then Naoko gets added, and they're just like, "Oh, forget this!" and they tear the vines off themselves. <laughs> just add one person that they all hate. And yeah, the collective right there. Yep, absolutely not the point I'm of this. Done with this. This is this is not this is this is not about the indomitable human spirit and 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 community that we want to foster. The humans, uh, the the will to not be connected to nerds. That's yeah. what makes us human. Yeah. Staying away from these dorks. Oh, Plant Club's got this loser in it. Forget about it. I'm out of here. I'm outie. Awful. <laughs> um, but seriously, I I do like the musings on. A constant philosophical refrain, like, what is the nature of suffering? What is the purpose of suffering? Yeah. And, you know, loneliness being an important aspect, again, I think on a, on a level of just like, you don't want to be connected to mean girls, right? Who wants to be connected to those people, at least in the state they're in now, right? I mean, I know they're high school girls. They have a lot of time to grow. I wouldn't want to hang out with high school me either. But, no. you know, you, yeah, do you even want to be connected to people who don't have your best interest at heart, who are mm-hmm. objectifying you and using you? Maybe you don't want that connection maybe loneliness is preferable but also yep, it helps yep. you if those people are are pushing you out and making you feel lonely then maybe they're pushing other people out for the same reason maybe you can connect to someone else who maybe isn't in that clique or group but mm-hmm. they've been put out for the same reason right maybe they've got you've got you have a similar set of circumstances or ethics or what have you and you can find that connection elsewhere right and that there there is a purpose to loneliness in that sense, I thought it was a, a, a pretty, again, quite the strong message for a 20 minute toy commercial about fighting a giant alien plant, right? Like, oh, that was oh, pretty yeah, profound. For sure. <laughs> I, I was thinking about this just because of the previous episode. Um, we didn't really get a, I'm going to say, I'm not going to say it doesn't matter, but we didn't get like a confirmation as to whether or not that guard or that guy who was in the basement got killed during the Supermom episode. Like, oh, <laughs> like this dude just gets z- zoiped. Uh, by by the uh, alien in control of the mom's body. That's true. And uh, we don't really know what happened to him. He just kind of hits the ground. But I would say largely, for the most part, we... I mean, we don't know. It could have gone either way with that one. They didn't even talk about it. But there did seem something either final or kind of... Not ominous, what's the word? Just, it looked like when you get hooked over the plant network, it's not necessarily something that you could come back from. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like there's, I know what you mean. 
you you get to the scene, you see the lady, she looks all like pale when she's hooked in, you get to the other people there, and then you see a child in it, and you're like, everyone's gonna be fine. <laughs> They're gonna be fine. They're not <laughs> killing okay. this child in Ultraman <laughs> Movies episode yeah. uh, 40. Yeah. Like, uh, that's just a rule of television, I guess. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> or th- this kind of television. I don't yeah. think. Not a bad rule. I do actually want to want to comment a little bit on that scene. I think another interesting dimension that I hadn't thought about it until we were just now talking about it. But like, you know, Mirai's learning to be human, and usually, I think both in this show and I think generally in media like this, the idea is he wants to be human because there's something admirable about humanity. At least the better, you know, the, either the majority or the best parts of humanity, right? Obviously, we have bad examples and you know sort of cruel people that that show up but there's something admirable about the human condition that this outsider is trying to understand right i think it's interesting to have a group of people reject a fundamental aspect of humanity like even after being saved they're like no we want Mm. to go back like we we really don't want to be individual it was way easier to be this kind of like completely connected no barriers between us kind of hive mind we're never alone again Mm -hmm. you know to sort of like say like this fundamental aspect of the human condition is bad we don't we don't want it right like even they have to learn like we even people have to learn to be people Mm -hmm. right which seems obvious but i think it was an interesting lesson to have mirai learn that not to have him go like i don't see what's the big i mean he's he's not really like that but you do get these kind of scenes like well what's the big deal about you know x aspect of humanity and then you see people exhibit that thing and you're like oh i see the resilience or strength or merit of that quality right Mm. Um, here, even the people kind of don't want it, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was even like what his musing at the, at the very beginning, where um, she's surrounded by friends, but she—it seems like she's still lonely. Like that—that's your through line for it, right? He's—it's—is mm-hmm. it enough to be surrounded by? It's not enough to be physically surrounded by people, but to connect emotionally and to actually be wanted by the people around you is something that's very hard to. Mm is something that people want even though they don't know it Mm. and are almost willing to subject themselves to some pretty horrible things in pursuit of it yeah that's true and so it's another heady lesson for maybe it's to learn (laughs) the stage yeah and i think probably an interesting observation which is probably poignant for you know the kind of the kids at home viewing and then the adults too that ultimately her loneliness isn't really nalco her her loneliness is kind of rooted in not really a bad situation like we don't really have any indication that her her parent or parents don't care about her or don't love her they're, you know they're busy working which is not a you know that's not a bad thing necessarily like you got to work to pay the bills right like we all got to do that yeah and she's conscious of that, right? Yeah, like, and she's she's completely aware that, like, that's why they're doing it. But that doesn't really change the fundamental aspect of, like, she's alone a lot and she's searching for some connection, even yeah. if it's pretty overtly, like, not a healthy one. She just wants some connection. And there's, I think there's something interesting to think about there, too. Yeah. But yeah, really, really good episode all around. Like, great, great, great pair of episodes here, to be honest. Yeah, for sure. The balance is really good. And it's just a good show. It's just a good show. Yeah. We know this. We know this gone going through it. I, I feel like I'm gonna be thinking about this one after the fact. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Both of these this really have stood out. And obviously they're not super action heavy necessarily. It's not that there's no action. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like, oh whoa, that amazing fight scene, you gotta see it. I think really showing more the range of 
tones that this show can can so definitely manage and still resonate even this late into you know what is i guess a standard length of a toku run right we're we're pretty late in the back half where normally quote unquote we'd be getting hit with a lot more like plot and drama and so forth so to still have these more episodic uh, entries uh and still be this poignant you know 40 episodes in pretty high high quality mark i think yeah for sure i don't think there's been like a real miss in this mm-hmm. in this whole season maybe like one about i think there could have been one about like a bratty kid but that's i mean it still had something to say in the end about appreciating <laughs> appreciating your parents and the sacrifices sure. that they do or something like yeah i'm interested in seeing like what kind of a finale we're in for here if, you know this is the last what 13 ish episodes we have mm-hmm so what what could it be? It's not really like plot driven. Some of it was. No, no, no. It's fifty. So it really is just ten more episodes. That's crazy. We're getting near the end here, and I think it's a good sign that we're still getting sort of more weekly entries that are still really, really interesting intellectually and emotionally. And we're not mm-hmm. quite certain how it's going to end. Like I'm not going like, oh well, clearly X character is going to do Y, and then they'll have to fight Z. Like it's still kind of a mystery, which is fun. Yeah. I'm sure we've got good things in store, but I don't really have much insight into what they could be. No idea. No clue what's coming. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. Super Super Senpai Senpai Podcast. Podcast!